you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week, you guys. Oh man, it's been it's been a week. A couple of updates for you guys, but um, first off, I just want to say that I am so excited for today's episode. Um, today I have an interview with a really, really incredible woman um, from the company Lunchbox, which you guys might have heard me talk a little bit about on um, YouTube or on my social media channels. Uh, it basically, it's an anti-theft hydration pack that is literally like changing the festival game. So I'm talking to one of the team members today and she was so lovely to to chat with today so that is coming up later on the episode Um, but just a couple quick things here before we jump right into that interview first off I just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast every week Um, I absolutely love doing this this is seriously like one of my favorite things to do just to sit down and record and talk about EDM and things related to the community and just different topics that's going on so yeah thank you guys so much for listening for reading and reviewing on iTunes. I see you guys and thank you for subscribing and sharing it with your friends. Please, you know, make it your Instagram story, share it on Twitter um, and just really spread the word. I appreciate it more than you guys ever know. So anyway, we'll move on to the next portion here. So one thing I did just want to say on the back end, like behind the scenes, uh, I kind of tweeted a little bit about it last week, but I'm sort of just like figuring out all this stuff as I go. Um, Editing podcasts is new to me. I've been doing YouTube a little over two years. If you guys aren't subscribed, go check it out. It's under my name, Emma Capotis. But um, podcasting is new to me. I started this in April and I've just used different programs that were recommended online just for beginners. And this one program I had been using has literally crashed on me three times now and After the first time, I started saving backup recordings just so that in case it crashed and corrupted my file, I had a backup. So the first time it happened, I didn't, and I had to re-record an entire hour episode, and I was a little bit devastated. Um, I think a couple of you guys know I do this on the side. I have a full-time job, and I do my YouTube channel, and I do the podcast on the side of that because I love it and because I find this to be so fun. Technology sometimes not so much fun, but uh, I learned my lesson. And then the second time it happened, I was very lucky because I now record on YouTube. So I'm filming this currently, which is great. And so I had the audio on the recording there. So that saved my ass. And then last week's episode, it might sound a little different as well. Same thing happened. The, um, The program Audacity crashed on me again and corrupted my file. And for some reason, I'm trying to figure it out. It corrupts the backup file as well anyway I know this isn't of interest to a lot of you but just so you know what's been going on so today I'm using a brand new program if any of you guys are like Adobe nerds um, I'm a graphic designer so I use all the Adobe programs but I'm using Adobe Audition right now to record the podcast and we're going to see how this goes I'm going to teach myself a new program. I'm trying to look on (laughs) the bright side. So I'm really excited. Hopefully all goes well. Fingers crossed here, you guys, that we have um, a professional sounding podcast. And I got new headphones, which I'm super excited about. So anyway, that's just what's been going on behind the scenes. Um, Before I get into the episode here, what else do I have to chat about? I don't have any EDM news this week. I'm sort of recording back to back here. Just so you guys are aware, I'm going on vacation 
I think in two weeks by the time this comes out. I know I was just in Vegas, but I have a family vacation now. (laughs) But don't worry, I will have pre-filmed stuff going up. You guys won't miss a week, I promise. We're going to have a podcast, we're going to have videos. So all that fun stuff's coming up. Really quickly, I'm going to be at Electric Zoo Labor Day weekend in New York. And I'm also going to be at Imagine Music Festival. So if any of you guys are headed to either of those festivals, I hope to see you there. I'm planning meetups. I'm trying to plan like a whole bunch of fun stuff. I think it would be really cool to like pick a set that maybe we all attend together or whatever it is. So I hope to see you guys at one of those festivals. What else is coming up? I'm also going to Fisher and Fisher back-to-back Chris Lake or Chris Lake back-to-back Fisher, whichever way you want to say it, um, this upcoming weekend. I have been waiting for this show for months now. I mean, it's sold out immediately. They did this in Los Angeles. They did three sold-out shows like back-to-back. And for some reason in New York, they're just doing the one. So it sold out like pretty instantly. And I have a group of about six people going, which is very, very exciting. And yeah, I'm just like really pumped. We have a good group going. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to be doing a vlog. So you guys will see everything that goes on behind the scenes. It's next Saturday, which is really exciting in Brooklyn. So I have that coming up. I have... I'm seeing Alesso in September, which I'm really, really excited for. And then after that, I have Don Diablo. That's all the way out in October. But it'll be here soon before we know it. So anyway, so those are all the the places I'm going to be at. Um, hopefully, maybe another festival in the fall. We we shall see. But anyway, let's let's jump right into today's podcast episode. So where do we begin? Um, I think a lot of you can relate to this and a lot of you might have experience with this, unfortunately, but um, theft at music festivals is like a super prevalent issue and it's very, very common. Unfortunately, there are people out there who sort of, they go to music festivals basically just to pickpocket people and a lot of people get caught with like 50 to 100 phones and it's sort of like this whole professional thing that happens and it really sucks and I know it's not just like people who are new to festivals. I think veterans in the community get their stuff stolen and it really is a huge problem. Um, So the company that I'm talking to today wanted to address that issue and a few other issues that festival goers face and they created a hydration pack that has a bunch of different really cool features in it that make it an anti-theft hydration pack and it's got a super easy to fill bladder which is fantastic because your girl always struggled with her hydration packs you guys like I could never screw the little thing off on the top and I was always making a mess and I was always holding up the line so that <laughs> that issue was solved for me with this. And it's got like, it's made of a material that you can't slice through because people have had their bags sliced at festivals and had things stolen out of them. The pockets are like hidden. So there's not really like any zippers or anything like that. And there's a bunch of other cool features. They have LED wires. They have these customizable skins. So on the lunchbox itself, you can zip on and off different patterns on the front. They're like customizable skins. So that's really, really cool. So it's basically like a one and done. You can buy one lunchbox and then you can buy different wires or skins to customize it. So anyway, it's a really incredible product. How I became familiar with them is they reached out to me after I did a YouTube video on how to prevent pickpocketing at music festivals. So it was really cool. I'll tell you guys just like a quick background story. So I got an email from them and I get emails occasionally about products and some of them 
I like know right away that it's not a legit company or something because they either spell my name wrong or there are a lot of spelling errors in the email or it just doesn't seem like a legitimate company. And when they contacted me, they knew my name. They were like, we watched your video. We actually have an anti-theft hydration pack that you should check out. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let me look into this company. Let me make sure this is legit. And I browsed around their website and read about the different features. And I was like, okay, this almost seems too good to be true. Do you know what I mean? That was my feeling (laughs) that I was having. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this came from a good place. It came from people who go to festivals and actually experience these problems in real life. And then they were addressing them and trying to come up with a solution to multiple issues that people going to festivals have, like say you go to a festival and your backpack is too big and they won't let you in with it. That was one of the issues that um, their CEO, Tom, had run into. So things like that uh, were issues that they were trying to solve with this backpack. And so I was like, you know what, this is really, really cool. They were launching the product um, EDC weekend. So in May, I brought my lunchbox with me. It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. it. I have like a blue LED wiring on it so my friends could like easily find me in the crowd. And I got to meet Tom there, which was just like an extra, just like cherry on top of the situation because it's not very easy to find people at EDC. And he spotted my lunchbox in the crowd and he saw me. Hold on. Okay, sorry. We're good. I just had a panic attack there for a moment that I wasn't recording, you guys. <laughs> I'm seriously so nervous now because... I'm using a different program, so I want to just make sure this all goes well. But anyway, as I was saying, Tom saw my backpack in the crowd because I had my LED wiring and I got to meet him. So it was really cool to put um, a face to a name and meet him in real life rather than online. So that was awesome. Hey, Tom. Hey, Meredith. What's up? But anyway, so that's my background. That's how I became familiar with the product. I have been using it. I really, really love it. Um, I have a full review on YouTube if you guys want to check it out and like actually see it in action and see all the the features and what my experience was like with it at EDC. So definitely go check that out on my channel. But I yeah, I definitely I highly recommend it. It's awesome. Oh, I'll say now before I forget, I have a code with them, you guys, if you want to use it and you want to save some money. They were awesome enough to partner with me. So if you use my last name, Capotes, K-A-P-O-T-E-S, Capotes. K-A-P-O-T-E-S. You can save $11 on orders of $50 or more. So yeah, guys, go get that discount. Save that money. I just want to put that in there before I forget. So another really cool thing about this company, which I get into later, is that they are really giving back to the community, which I love. It's not just about making a product and selling it. They have partnered with some really cool companies and some festivals and also some music labels like you guys might have heard of. Hello, Nightbase. And uh, one of which was Electric Forest. They had an initiative to basically make the ground control medics more visible in the crowds and they customized lunch boxes for them which had a glowing um, panel on the back so it was like the little cross so you could identify medical help in the crowd easier. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later but All of this is to say they're doing some really, really cool things. I thought that you guys as my audience would really like to learn more about them and just more about like safety, just overall happiness and wellness of you guys and how this company is doing that. And then we're just going to talk a little bit about the EDM community in general and how awesome we all are. (laughs) So that's my intro, you guys. I'm going to just hop right into the conversation. So this is Meredith that I'm talking to. She is the Director of Marketing Strategy. Yeah, well, let's just take it away. Welcome to the show, Meredith. 
Yay. It's all work in. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, no, day. thank you for uh, including us on your podcast. Of course. Yeah. So you're over in Chicago, you said. Is that where you're um, – where you're living right now or going to school? Um, so I actually, I graduated from, I was going to school in DC in May okay. and I'm in Chicago sort of for the summer on and off. We've been traveling, but then we're heading out to California. So I'll oh, be no moving way. to California in the next like month-ish. So. Okay. Where in California are you going to be based out of? Uh, LA most likely. So okay. I'm excited. Yeah. But we just, so we cool. had a event in Chicago last weekend and we're going to go to Lala, so it just sort of made sense to hang out here for a while. Got it. Okay. I talked a little bit before you came on about just theft at music festivals in general and how prevalent of a problem that is. And then I told a little bit about how I personally became familiar with you guys and just like what my experience has been using the Lunchbox as a product um, and why I love the company so far. But just to do a quick intro to you, can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? where you're from, how long you've been with the company. Uh, yeah, any other background info? Yeah, my name's Meredith Ostalio. I'm the Director of Market Strategy at Lunchbox. I joined the company in November, so right before our Kickstarter campaign launched. Okay. And yeah, I'm from sort of all over. I moved around a ton as a kid, um, some in the all over the U.S. Then I lived in Japan for a long time, um, yeah. lived in Italy for a while, and yeah, now I'm – now I'm back here, so always a hard question for me to answer. But yeah, were you doing? The... Were you living abroad with like studying abroad with school or? <laughs> I so I lived I lived in uh in France on a study abroad program through my school, but all the other oh. moves were just sort of in childhood. So I actually like I was in Japan for half of elementary school and all of middle school. So oh, wow. sort of more the like young, yeah, yeah, like growing up, sort of all over, which was which I loved, but right. No, that's so cool. I would love to travel like that. Japan is on my list of places to go. It should be. It's amazing. I love it so much. So in school, so were you studying for marketing? Is that your background? (laughs) No, I, um, so I actually, I went to Georgetown in their, uh, their school of foreign service. And so all the majors in that are sort of half international relations, half something else. So technically my major was called science, technology, and international affairs. And then I, uh, I concentrated in global health and then I minored in international development. So that's really where all my background is. No business, no marketing, no, no anything. These are all uh, <laughs> new skill sets. But... A lot of life experiences, though, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So it's been an exciting, a steep learning curve, but a, a fun one and a, and a useful one, I think. Well, that's awesome. So I guess I have a couple questions just about the EDM community in general, but how long would you say you've been involved in the EDM community? Hmm. I mean, I, I've liked EDM music for a long time. I actually wrote um, one of my college application essays on how my two favorite genres were EDM and musical theater, <laughs> because okay. those do not really mesh often <laughs> in terms of community overlap. Right, um, right. And I went to my first festival at 17, but I definitely okay. wasn't as sort of deeply ingrained in this community before I started this job. So sort of Mm -hmm. through this job has really given me most of my experience um, in the EDM community, really given me more space to learn about, you know, the nuances and the subcultures and the different genres and around the artists and and those sorts of things. So that's been a cool learning experience um, and has been a big part of sort of my uh, what the information I've I've taken in and and how to do the marketing Mm -hmm. for Lunchbox and whatnot. 
Awesome. I was going to say, it sounds like you're like fully immersed in it now. Are you traveling <laughs> to a lot of festivals? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we did uh, – so there were a few festivals that the company did while I was still in school that I didn't go to. But since graduating, I've done Homebase. Uh, we did Bonnaroo. We were at Electric Forest. Um, we just finished up Night Base City here in Chicago. And then we're heading mm-hmm. to Lala in like a week and a half. Potentially mm-hmm. Moonrise after that. But who knows? It goes right. <laughs> on and on and on. But yeah, now there's at least usually a festival every two weeks to a month in my life at this point. So wow. definitely racking in those festival experiences. Sure. Especially now that it's festival season. Do you have any um, mm-hmm. favorites out of those? Oh, I think Electric Forest was by far my favorite. It I just was much that. more, <laughs> it was just yeah. much more my vibe. I think when it comes to festivals, I loved the, the, the mix between sort of the stages and the music and, and the dancing and having that space to sort of with the art installations and to wander mm-hmm. and to have it be much more of an interactive, low-key side to the festival experience. Right. Um, it was just such a beautiful place. And they do such a great job sort of cultivating an environment there that mm-hmm. was definitely my favorite. That's awesome. That's like top, top. I I cannot stop talking about it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. in the last two years, I just have been watching everybody's like vlogs and photos. And I'm like, I have to go. It just seems like the culture is just like so deeply ingrained there. And they moved it to the one weekend. So I'm like, I hope they move it to two next year, just so that they give more people an opportunity to go. But I heard, I've heard rumors that they're keeping it one just to keep the um, environment around there safe. So yeah, it definitely is. I think the group that goes to Electric Forest is often a lot of repeat festival goers or people mm-hmm. that are sort of very tied to the EDM community. So different from something like experiencing, you know, like a Governor's Ball or a Lollapalooza where you have, I think, a lot of people that don't typically go to these festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, that mix, but yep. Yeah, highly. I, I mean, I've been trying to get to Electric Forest since I was in high school. It just sort oh, of wow. never worked out. And then this this was my first. So I got to go for work, which was nothing I ever expected and super exciting so (laughs) I was gonna say I definitely um I know you guys were doing some really cool stuff there which I'll get into in a little bit but I would love to start from the beginning just for those listening who aren't familiar um with the lunchbox yet so just some super general questions uh where the idea originally come from and with just some background on the origins of the company our origin story sort of starts ultra 2018 tom our ceo basically experienced a series of issues at that festival that he then mm-hmm. was like i'm gonna go set out and solve these so right. first when he went through security they confiscated his backpack for being too big and so he sort of was left with all his stuff in his hands and nothing really to carry it in and had to dump the bag because he didn't want to go all the way back to his hotel room. Right. Um, And then he, he missed a set that he really wanted to see waiting in a water line with a friend because it took like an hour. And then he uh, had three people in his group had their phones stolen that ultra. Wow. Two just from pockets and one, they actually had sliced the bag open uh, with, a, with a razor blade or something just going oh, through wow. slicing. Yeah, it's actually the more I study theft at festivals, the more you realize there's sort of a whole professional pickpocketing Ring culture. Exactly. Yeah. You see these headlines where it's like, man caught with a hundred cell phones. And I know it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They're just, they're really going in to try to capitalize on those low mm-hmm. situational awareness experiences. But yeah. Yeah, so the, the product basically came about initially as sort of how do we solve 
those three core issues and then sort of other features expanded from our own experiences, from user interviews, from other people working in the company and sort of prototyping. And, and yeah, that's, that was sort of how the idea came about. That's so cool. I was going to say when I initially went on the website and I was like reading through it, I was like, I can tell that this authentically came from somebody who has experienced the issues because mm. it was just like one after the other. I was like, okay, they thought of that and they <laughs> thought of that and like they were just solving the issues. And then I got to use it at um, EDC Las Vegas and then I'm bringing it to a couple other festivals with me. And I was like, no, this is so legit. Just the way the whole thing is formatted. Everyone listening, I did a full review on YouTube. If you want to see like all of the features and action, you can go look at that video. But <laughs> today we're talking more about the company. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's important to sort of be a part of your own consumer mm-hmm. base in that sense. And that we, when we're taking these bags to festivals, when we're sort of living the experience that we want our customers to be living with the product that gives us so much insight into, okay, you know, this feature is useful for this or, oh, we're mm-hmm. still experiencing this problem. How do we you know, revamp this for a version two to solve it. Um, Mm -hmm. And just, it really, there was also just a lot of user interviews that went into building the product. The the version we're selling now is our ninth prototype. So no way. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Back and forth and back and forth, but we're perfectionists. So no, that's perfect. I was going to ask. So what learning curves have you guys had since it launched? Because I I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but the launch was officially like EDC weekend, correct? In May? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our, our Kickstarter was in December and then we took pre-orders up till May. And that was really when we started delivering uh, products mm-hmm. to customers. I mean, for me, everything has honestly been yeah. a learning curve, right? I've never, right. I didn't even realize entrepreneurship existed mm-hmm. like a year ago. So now to be a festival entrepreneur has been uh, a big 180, but I think, you know, learning a lot about sort of digital marketing, you know, SEO, using various ad platforms, that's mm-hmm. been a big one. You know, navigating the industry in general, because I, I wasn't so ingrained in it before, really going through and learning about the communities. So I, I'm a member of like, 50 festival Facebook groups that I just go in and I read mm-hmm. all these comments and sort of un- try- trying to understand sort of that, that deeper uh, sense of community in the space was a learning curve for sure. I don't know, logistics, uh, figuring mm-hmm. out how to get things shipped in time and dealing with, you know, delays and, and customer issues and mm-hmm. all of those things were definitely learning curves too. But I think the learning curves are just sort of a constant at this, at right. this phase, but <laughs> that's, that keeps it interesting. So Exactly. And I feel like you guys have really relied on influencer marketing and also just mm-hmm. getting the Lunchbox fam together, which I love. I see everybody on social media. I think it's so great, like the community you guys have built around it. So was that something that was like pretty important to you from the beginning? That's honestly something that sort of grew from the product that we didn't necessarily expect at the get-go. Initially, our FAM or our concept of our FAM program Mm -hmm. was an affiliate marketing program that we still do run, but we just noticed, you know, us on site, the way our our customers were interacting with one another, with us, with the product, that there there was this community forming. And uh, so Lunchbox FAM has kind of taken on this new meaning beyond Mm -hmm. sort of this traditional affiliate marketing program to just be something that, you know, we're calling out to people. I'm watching 
people call out to other people who own the product, which is just such right. a gratifying and crazy thing. But really, yeah, I mean, our Lunchbox fam started just the people that have spent so much time pouring their their mm-hmm. their time and energy into this project and has become a much a much wider community. So that's definitely been super exciting to see and, and really gratifying and um, helps us feel like we're on the right path. And like, you know, for any for initiatives sure. we'd want to try to go that there we've got a team of people in this community ready to ready to mobilize so sure oh and you can find them easily in the crowd that's how <laughs> tom spotted me at edc las vegas which was so great because i i mean you never expect to run into anybody there mm-hmm. <laughs> just with the sheer size of that festival but with the led lights he spotted me in the crowd so that was a cool moment yeah, I mean, he, when he's at a festival, he's just off chasing down Lunchbox <laughs> after Lunchbox. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's good to just, like, get to know people, too. And, you know, I've absolutely loved working with you guys so far. Um, and I definitely have a good feeling that the Lunchbox fan is going to continue to grow. And that's sort of something I've, like, just noticed about the festival and EDM community in general. I feel like when people really get behind something, it just, like, spreads very quickly. Because there's a tight-knit community on Twitter, which is a whole thing. And then you've got like the Reddit community and through YouTube, I've met so many people as well, which is crazy. So mm-hmm. well, definitely a cool industry. Yeah. One of the things I think, I know I touched on this a little earlier, but that sort of drove this Lunchbox fam is this very familial relationship that exists among, you know, fans of certain artists or certain labels in, mm-hmm. in the EDM space. You know, it's very much tied to, you know, Space Mom or whatever. And there's this mm-hmm. this sense of that community. So I think we were just really able to to tap into a pre-existing, you know, thing that exists within festival goers and EDM mm-hmm. and just sort of spin that off in our own way. So Right. And I mean, do you have, now that you've been in the community for a little while, do you have a favorite part of being involved in the EDM and festival space? Oh, I think it's just as far as communities on the internet go, I always tell people it's the only one I've ever seen where no one is ever gross or rude. (laughs) I think for the most part, you know, you think the amount of time that I spend in a given day messaging with strangers I'm expecting mm-hmm. in most communities I think there would be you know all sorts of swearing or degrading language or however you know some people talk behind keyboards but mm-hmm. one really cool thing has been sort of throughout all of this this constant just positivity that radiates from this community even with the anonymity of being online mm-hmm. um, which I've really appreciated I also think people in this space when you sort of give them your your young entrepreneur story they're very receptive to it and they're instantly Mm -hmm. looking for ways to help and people to connect Mm -hmm. you to and I've heard from sort of other entrepreneurs that 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 doesn't necessarily hold through all industries so that's definitely a a part of this industry that I've very much directly benefited from and has been really cool to experience yeah no it's definitely just in general too being in like at festivals I'm sure you've experienced this just meeting people in real life too Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such, such an incredibly positive group of people. Everyone from, you know, it can be the headlining DJ of an event or whatever, you know, person who owns the label and mm-hmm. they're still out there. They're still engaging with us. They're still looking for ways to help us. So that's awesome. 
Yeah. I have a question. I, I just saw this the other day, but just so everyone knows, where did the name uh, Lunchbox come from? <laughs> I get that question a lot, actually. <laughs> and I wasn't around during the naming process. When I came in, we already had the name Lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but generally speaking, the idea was that your Lunchbox was this essential item for school as a kid. And the Lunchbox is an essential item, in our opinion, for festival attendees. Got it. We also sort of wanted to pull in something fun, something playful as well as really play on that idea sort of interesting in how the the fam culture developed but of the festival Mm -hmm. mom and sort of us keeping you safe keep reminding you to drink water you're sort Mm -hmm. of festival mom in a sense through the product so yeah oh that's me all day I'm the real mom always (laughs) (laughs) yes no exactly somewhat from that light and playful and the thing that I really love about the name is um that people will substitute it for the noun so people aren't saying Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put something in your hydration back and your your backpack in your normal backpack they're saying oh I'm Mm -hmm. gonna put something in your lunchbox because people are used to using that word sort of as the noun Sure. Which has been great. So, awesome. And so we briefly touched on it. I know I named some names, but who, is, who are the members of the team now and has uh, the Lunchbox team grown since you guys started with the Kickstarter? Um, so actually, currently, the only team members are myself and the founder, Tom. Um, we have a great intern, um, who helps us out with a lot of stuff, uh, some freelancers, and then a lot of people that are very generous with their time with us. Mm -hmm. But so it's actually, we were initially, we were three, uh, on the team at the, the Kickstarter time. So we've actually gone the opposite direction in terms of growth, but yeah, it's basically the whole company is two 20 somethings in a WeWork, but that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good time growing though. And, and we have a, a great sort of, I mean, you're in our Slack and there's all sorts mm-hmm. of people that playing around in there with us and suggesting music and, so, you know, helping Love us uh, with different things. But yeah, we're a team, a team of two at the moment. Cool. So, okay. So one thing I did want to mention, I know we sort of touched on it with Electric Forest, but um, you guys are doing some really incredible things um, with causes that you guys are passionate about. And I know in general that there's been some advocating, advocating for like overall festival safety as far as like theft protection. Um, and then I know you guys also do medical help. Mm-hmm. And I also know that ear protection is something that's super important to you guys as well. So I would just love to hear about any other causes that you guys are passionate about and what your um also the lunchbox safe patrol program that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as a company, our mission is really to protect the festival experience and Mm -hmm. we sort of think to do that holistically, you need to look at, you know, attendee safety, attendee health, attendee happiness from every angle or sort of every Mm -hmm. facet of the festival experience. So on the anti-theft side, the way our bag is built, our inverted zippers, our ballistic nylon, our phone pocket, those are all at an individual level trying to prevent theft. And that's really Mm -hmm. sort of uh, the, one of the core pieces of the product as a product beyond that, uh, in terms of, so on our, our founder, Tom is actually 70% deaf in both his ears. Mm -hmm. So hearing loss was sort of a natural, a very closely linked issue for our company to look at 
especially given noise-induced hearing loss doesn't have a lot of awareness around it, but it actually is cumulative and irreversible um, and a rising issue among our age demographic and especially in the festival community. So we're working with some really cool people to try and uh, raise awareness on that, help people mm-hmm. understand a lot of the, the pushback I hear is around, oh, I don't want it to you know decrease the quality of the music that I'm hearing or muffle the music. And so Eek. explaining, yeah. you know, high fidelity and it's only filtering out, you know, toxic decibels of noise and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of the medical side, yeah, we, uh, we paired at eForest, we were working with their, their timber scouts, their, their ground control team essentially to basically make high visibility versions of our, of our bags. So attendees could easily spot medical in a crowd, you know, Mm -hmm. increasing engagement with the medical staff, helping, you know, carts find the medical teams, helping the medical teams get through security checkpoints faster because there's this clear identification. So really, you know, that harm reduction space uh, from within the festival operations and medical side. So that's still a program that we're really trying to build out, increase our impact on, Mm -hmm. uh, bring to more festivals. But that was sort of our first foray beyond the individual attendee experience. How do we, you know, protect the attendee experience for all festival attendees or how do we sort of take that more holistic health angle? for some of the issues faced that maybe a backpack at the offset doesn't seem like it could solve any issues around, but we can find a way to use it to, you know, reduce response times, which Mm -hmm. is really in a medical emergency in a festival space is usually going to be sort of your biggest determinant of outcome. Sure. No, it's it's incredible. I'm looking at a picture of it now in case anybody hasn't seen. It's this big, bright panel built into the back of the lunchbox. So it's like a special edition for medics. And you could definitely spot that in a crowd. I, th- I When I saw the picture of like a picture of that initially, I was like, this is genius. It's so smart. And I think it's just going to help a lot of people. I'm sure it helped a ton of people at Electric Forest and in the future, because the ground control people normally at festivals, you can identify them by like a t-shirt or something like that which is great. They're always fantastic at every festival. But I think just knowing that somebody's in the crowd there to help you if you need them is super important. So I love that you guys are doing that. Yeah, it was really cool, too, um, because, well, our intern is an EMT, and I also was an EMT in undergrad. So being able to sort of tie those public health angles in and those skill sets in 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 working with the team, the their mm-hmm. ground control teams, you know, being able to make that connection to have had that training. And I keep saying I understand all their acronyms because there are many acronyms in EMT okay. work <laughs> and uh, those sorts of things. So, yeah, it was a really cool sort of way to blend my global health degree and EMT experience with this festival entrepreneurship right. world. Right. No, that's so awesome. What's up next for you guys? I know you have some new and exciting things going on. Uh, I definitely, maybe we could talk about the night base collab next. Yeah. (laughs) Happy to. Yeah. So uh, this past weekend we launched our first label partnership with night base, which is honestly our team favorite label for sure. Like their, their (laughs) DJs are the soundtrack of, of many a night working. And that was really, it was pretty random. We actually, one of our collaborators, Chris Cook was at a AC Slater event Mm -hmm. and sort of wildly waving the lunchbox in the crowd (laughs) and 
AC actually spotted it and asked, is that a lunchbox? And oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. He'd seen, he'd seen the, the marketing materials and the, the promotions about it. Awesome. And so Chris, you know, brought the product over and sort of showed him the features and explained our, our skin system, our interchangeable sort of designs that zip on and off our bags. Yep. Um, and asked if he would be interested in doing a collaboration. And, you know, we sent him a, a proposal over and, and they, were, they were all for it. So... It was awesome. it was a really great event. And definitely they have a really strong fan base that we mm-hmm. were able to tap into and people were responding really well. And uh, it's cool, too, because we got to give all of the Night Base DJs that were performing at Night Base City their own lunchbox that we put, you know, their names on and whatnot. So uh-huh. we get, I mean, we, Chris Lorenzo ended up with one. Wax Motif ended up with one. Red oh Light, Jack Beats and, you know, Kendall awesome. and Silva all over. Yeah. And it was really great, you know, getting to just talk to them and they would come over and ask for help stringing their lunch boxes with the EL wire. And it would give us a chance to really, you know, talk right. to them about the product and sort of that thing I was saying before about how people in the EDM community, no matter who they are, what level they are, mm-hmm. there's, they want to engage with you. They want to help you. It was very much that type of experience. So that's awesome. Really exciting to sort of launch that. And we hope to do, we hope to do a lot of future label collaborations. Yeah. I was going to say one of the things that I liked about the product in general is it's just neutral period. I mean, like I love black, black's my favorite color, but I just feel like it obviously can go with anything. And then you do mm-hmm. have these customizable skins, which whatever you're into, you've got a couple different patterns that you can zip on and off and they're super vibrant, which I love. I got the two <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> is that something you guys envision expanding as well in the future? Yeah. So we actually have a new line of skins that will be released by the end of the summer. We've been working with more artists. Um, those skins typically are, have are either collaborations with community artists, festival mm-hmm. brands, or then this is our first label. Um, and we okay. give a sort of a cut of the proceeds to whoever provides the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely, yeah, we're looking, we're looking to collaborate with more artists, it, uh, you know, both visual and musical artists mm-hmm. um, and definitely looking to, I think expanding our skin option will be something we keep building on for a long sure. time. Definitely. And the, I mean, the wiring is pretty cool too. I, I'm, feel like I'm not the best at making the pattern. <laughs> I need to like <laughs> look at people's pictures because some people do such creative like patterns. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm stepping up my game for electric zoo. Perfect. No. Yeah. I also am not the best. And yet everyone asks me to string their lunch boxes oh. for them. And I'm like, all right, I got, you know, one or two styles I got down. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, the only reason mine looks cool is I've just strung several wires on it. Right. So. <laughs> but it's easy to, I mean, for me personally, my friends will know this. I'm one of those people that like gets lost in a crowd very easily. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I tend to be the leader. I've got a good sense of direction. So, and I'm the shortest one. I'm five foot one. So <laughs> I'm the person that's like navigating the crowd and at EDC, I had my glowing backpack. So they were like, even if you got a couple feet ahead of us and we lost you for a second, it was so easy to find. So highly recommend you guys getting a lunchbox. <laughs> People can That's, find you. Yeah. You don't realize how much of a, of a benefit that is until it starts happening. And you're like, right. wait a minute, <laughs> this is saving me so much time and energy. And, you know, you're looking at this sea of people and everything's sort of backlit and dark and yep. you know exactly where your crowd is. So I've definitely also reaped the benefits of that in my, uh, my festival experiences. Awesome. Um, so I, I have another question for you guys, because I know you're sort of immersed in everything now and you just 
did a big push in May, but in the next like year or two out, um, what else are you guys excited about or where do you see the company going? We actually have a lot of, we've actually talked about this today. There's several market pivots uh, we're excited to make with this product. We've been, you know, doing some user interviews and getting some Mm -hmm. content for using the lunchbox in sort of an active adventure space. So runners, hikers, bikers, some of the great feedback we've gotten from runners is because our bladder is is constructed differently than typical camelbacks and sits at Mm -hmm. the bottom of the pack instead of along the back. It doesn't create that sort of, you don't feel the water sort of swishing against your back as you run. And there's much more lumbar support in that low anchor weight. So that's been a cool, some cool feedback to get from the running community. And, and yeah, we've had several friends that have gone out. We've gone out ourselves and tried it out as, you know, a hiking day pack, a travel day pack, and have had uh, great experiences with that. So, yeah, we're looking sort of in that active adventure area. We're looking at um, potentially marketing it for amusement parks. A lot of people will bring hydration packs to amusement parks. And we also were interestingly sort of last night playing with this idea of even having it uh, there be a, a a line for actual kids so you know kids uh, yeah. <laughs> growing out of well a kids respond so well to the lights they love them but then you know you, you as a kid your kid cycles through different designs they like different cartoons they like being able mm-hmm. to just change the skin instead of the bag being able to actually pack your kids lunch in the bottom of the bag so you have that insulated sure. bladder compartment and things like that so that's another cool space we're sort of looking at and uh going to do some more user testing and whatnot to figure out where our best angle is and where our product fits best. But sure. those are some, some angles we're definitely excited to pursue. A lot of possibilities. That's exactly. Great. Exactly. The way we see it, we sort of made a, a best in class hydration pack and mm-hmm. we, we, we built it for the music festival community because that's really our community. But there are right. so many uses for hydration packs in general that then sort of go out to these other, these other markets with our yeah. product. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially in the active community. I saw, I think, a post on your Instagram or something with a hiker. And I, I can attest to the bladder in there and the comfort of it. Um, I loved how much room personally there was to keep everything, especially at EDC. It was weirdly 50 degrees at night and I had to pack sweatpants and a sweatshirt and it all fit in the bag which was pretty shocking (laughs) um but it does and it's got like all the different pockets inside which was great because you can sort of like keep your items safe and there's got like in the top corners there's two little pockets which is where I personally kept like my credit card and my cash because that's the number one thing that I think people get stolen out of their bags besides their phones or camera is so I liked that you guys had those options that were a little bit more like tucked away and hidden Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a compact bag. And that's mm-hmm. based on, you know, trying to make sure that it gets in and through all, you know, top 50 festivals in the United States, different security right. requirements. But one thing I love to do is stick, a, I stick my pashmina up the like skin compartment. So it's not ah. technically a pocket, but it's got sort of an opening at the bottom that's small enough that my pashmina is not going to fall out. So I create an extra pocket without that's it actually so being another pocket. We've had a few uh, customers message us and be like, why is there a big hole in the bottom of the pocket? <laughs> All my stuff is falling out. And I'm oh like, that's God. not actually a pocket. Oh. But <laughs> I didn't think about it that as one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good one. So I know you mentioned briefly in the beginning, but just before we wrap up, so 
where can we see you guys next? What festivals or shows do you have coming up? Yeah, uh, our team will be at Lollapalooza next in Chicago coming up, potentially at Moonrise. We're not sure because then we have mm-hmm. to do our whole move to California. And we're, it's a little unclear sort of the August trajectory, but we'll definitely be at Imagine and at EDC Orlando. Awesome. Um, are our two sort of confirmed or our, I guess our three next confirmed big events. Well, okay, so. I will definitely be seeing you guys at Imagine then. That's oh, perfect. I'm attending that one, but I'm super excited. That's going to be a good one. It'll be my first time too. Yeah, I know you oh, said you're awesome. going to Electric Zoo. There's, I know Tom isn't going to make it. I guess there's a possibility that I make it, in which case we could we could meet up. But that would be um, awesome. If not, I will see you at Imagine. Yeah, definitely. I know that would be fun. I would love to meet more Lunchbox Fam members as well. Maybe we can arrange something. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so fun. So before we, I let you go, where can everybody find you guys on social media and your website? Yeah. Uh, so our website is itsmylunchbox.com and our social media is at it's the lunchbox. At it's the lunchbox. Okay. And you guys have a YouTube channel too, because I do want to mention there's some really helpful videos and tutorials in case anybody has questions on how the product works. So definitely check, check you guys out on YouTube also. Yes, I think we're just straight lunchbox on YouTube. But, I'll yeah. I'll link everything, you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> on YouTube <laughs> and on on Anchor and all of the other pod, podcast platforms. I'll make sure I got links in there for you guys. But thank you so much for doing this today. It was really really nice getting to know you and getting to know more about the company. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thank you for setting all this up. And yeah, it's an ex- it's an exciting time for the company and everything. So awesome. I'm glad we could do this. With everything seriously. Thank you so much. I'll talk yeah. to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Good night. Alrighty, you guys. So thank you so much to Meredith for coming on the podcast. It was so awesome talking to her. She was great. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I really, really loved learning more about her and about the Lunchbox as a company. And I have such a good feeling about them, you guys. I think they're doing really incredible stuff. And the fact that they're out there trying to better the community, trying to make everyone's festival going experience better through their product and just, I don't know, by sort of creating another community the lunchbox fam uh within the edm community i think it's all great and i again i highly recommend you guys checking out the product again go check out their website or go follow them on social media you guys can check out my review of the product as well if you want to see it in action uh and again really quickly if you guys want to save some money on the lunchbox you can use my code capotes k-a-p-o-t-e-s again that's capotes k-a-p-o-t-e-s use that at checkout and you'll save eleven dollars off an order of $50 or more. So go save that coin fam. Um, invest. I think it's a great purchase. Um, it's a staple in like every raver and festival goers closet. Um, we want you guys out there staying hydrated. We want to keep your stuff safe. So yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again, Meredith and Tom from the lunchbox. I'm waving at them on the camera right now. <laughs> if you guys want to submit any ideas for future episodes or people you want me to have on here, Um, I'm more than happy to have more conversations uh, with people in the industry. So you can send me an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com. 
raveculturecast at gmail.com. Anything you want, just like want me to cover topic ideas. Um, you guys can also follow me on social media at Emma Capotis and at raveculturecast. Again, that's at Emma Capotis and at raveculturecast. Just to keep up to date with what's going on, I'm always posting on there um, different polls and questions for you guys for future episodes because I always want to get your submissions and your feedback. So I do have a couple of those out already. So stay tuned um, for more participation in the future because I definitely want to have more of your stories and submissions on upcoming episodes. So again, you can stay tuned over there. What else do I have coming up? I hope I see you guys at an upcoming festival. That would be so awesome. Again, I would absolutely love it if you guys screenshot and share your screen, uh, post it on your Instagram stories, on Twitter. Uh, It helps get the word out about Rave Culture Podcast. So I appreciate you guys sharing it with friends, sharing it on your social media, um, and becoming a part of this community and a part of the podcast. I absolutely appreciate your support more than anything in the world. So thank you guys so much. Um, for tuning in you guys can check me out on youtube again under emma capotis i have a bunch of fun videos coming up in the summer and in the next couple of months there's some cool stuff i got a couple vlogs up there as well my trip from vegas if you guys want to go watch that and check it out um but i think that's all i've got for you guys uh sending all my support to the lunchbox fam you guys check them out and i will be back next wednesday with a new episode peace